Hey everyone, I'm Serena. And I'm Tina, and we are the Mental Health Mamas. Welcome to No Need to Explain. We are so glad you're here. First, as always, a quick disclaimer. We come to you not as mental health professionals or experts in the field, but rather as parents with lived experience who are on a mission to normalize the conversation around mental health. If you or someone you love is experiencing a mental health crisis, please seek professional support. You'll find a variety of resources in our show notes and on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. Whole body wellness is a concept that I currently embrace, but like many of us growing up in the 70s, maybe not Lauren, I don't know how old she is, in the US, (laughs) I was very steeped in traditional Western medicine where, you know, when it came to taking care of my body. And while Jane Fonda's workout tapes were in our house, um, I didn't really think about taking care of my whole being, my body, mind, and spirit. What about you, Serena? I can definitely relate to that, the workout tapes and all. Um, Really, I feel like I'm learning so much more about this as I get older. I don't think that I thought much about it until my child started struggling with health issues and we were exposed to all kinds of kind of alternative whole body therapies from acupuncture to yoga to mindfulness, lots of different things. Today's guest is of special interest to us. Lauren Fonville is a whole body practitioner who believes that healing happens from the inside out. She is an accredited EFT practitioner, a trauma-informed yoga teacher, and certified Reiki practitioner. As she says on her website, Healing from the Inside Out, these practices have changed everything for her. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with both of you. So Lauren, tell us a little bit of your story and perhaps how you've come to really be deeply uh, into these practices. Yeah. So I grew up as, you know, an anxious kid um, and it was always just something that I was able to, I guess, deal with. It was a normal part of life. And then I got, I got married in my, in my early twenties and my husband is in the military. And, um, after, after we had kids, um, he at that point had gone into the reserves and we got word that he was going to have to go on a third deployment. And while we had done deployments before, this was the first one since having kids and as a reservist, it also, came out of left field. I did not know that that he was going to have to deploy. So it really mm. was a, a shock, a surprise to me. Um, and I just, I was fully overwhelmed and extremely anxious. And I started having panic attacks. And, and, and it was at that time that I knew that I really needed to, I needed to do something because I knew I was going to have to be taking care of these kids. And I needed to figure out how I could feel better so that I could show up as a, as a better mom for them. Mm. Um, and first, my first instinct was to go to the doctor, the doctor, uh, prescribed some meds and I didn't like how they made me feel. And so I decided that I was going to try a holistic way of dealing with this. And that if I wasn't feeling any sort of different within a month, I was going to go back to the doctor. 
And so that's what I did. And it started off with me going to a yoga class, which then uh, that day I saw a poster for yoga teacher training and I signed up on the spot because something Mm -hmm. deep within me was pushing me to do that. Mm -hmm. And it was such a great decision because it then opened the door to so many other modalities. I was introduced to meditation and sound healing and Reiki and then EFT. And I was in a space of really just exploring all of these different things, seeing what worked best for me. And um, I really fell in love with with all of them, uh, but particularly EFT tapping. And I decided to go down the route of getting certified so that I could help other people um, in, in the way that these modalities helped me. Yeah, thanks. I love that natural progression of, you know, sounds like it was meant to be for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's break down these practices that we referred to in the intro. Most of us know about yoga and what it might do for us. And we're intrigued by the trauma-informed part. Um, we've talk, talked a little bit about trauma-informed practice on our uh, podcast before, but I wonder if you could talk about um, anything specific ab- about trauma-informed yoga. Sure. So after I got my 200 hour yoga certification, I, uh, I I went on to take a few other courses. One was adaptable yoga so that we could make yoga available to all bodies, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of misconception around yoga and what yoga looks like and, and people, you know, associate it with these skinny little blondes that you see on Instagram. <laughs> and that's what yoga, you know, it looks like, and that's just not the case. So um, learning how to teach to, uh, to, to everyone, to yoga is for everyone. It's for everybody um, was important to me. And um, I did that first. And then I took um, training through warriors at ease being that my husband's in the military, you know, uh, working with um, seeing the work that was being done with vets and um, people who had lost limbs and being able to use use yoga as part of their healing process. I thought that was so cool. And I signed up for um, I signed up for training with them. And really, trauma informed yoga is, is about making um, you being thoughtful in the words that you're using. Like, so for example, let's say we're doing a meditation, you wouldn't want to, let's say, you know, for me, right? Well, I think going to the beach is relaxing. And that's something I like to visualize. But maybe there's somebody in the class who had a near drowning you know, experience. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't want to be talking about water, because that could be triggering to someone. So it's it, part of it is being very mindful of of the words that you use, uh, so as to not trigger someone who has had some severe trauma. Hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. And and again, we've talked a lot about trauma informed, and it really is just trying to be neutral and yeah. uh, consider. Be, be curious about what you don't know about other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and let's switch over and talk about Reiki for a bit. I've experienced a little bit of Reiki after um, I had some difficult experiences this summer. So share a little bit with our podcast listeners who might not know about Reiki. What is that practice? What is it like? Reiki is a form of Japanese energy healing, and it's a process of basically being a conduit for for the energy channeling the energy and then sending it to the person that is being worked on um, I know that that can be kind of a odd concept for some people if, if that's not something that you've experienced um, but 
it helps with unblocking chakras. So chakras are the the energy centers in the body. And I like to, I'm a pretty visual person. So the way I like to describe it is if you think at like the crown of your head, the um, third eye, the throat, the heart, right above the belly button, and then below below the belly button at the, at the root, right? So if you think of all of those spaces on your body as glowing balls of light. And when you're in a state of health and well-being, those balls are all are all turning. And you can imagine that there is light coming down through the crown of the head, and then it can easily pass through all of these chakras, these energy centers, uh, all the way down to the root of the body. However, when there is a blockage, so for example, maybe you had a, 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 lo- a recent loss and there's some, some real heartbreak. So now that energy center that's at the heart space is, um, isn't turning as much, or maybe it's completely not moving. So now if you think of the light coming down through the crown of the head, it gets stuck at the heart, and it can't make its way through the body. And so Reiki is a way to help move energy to try and get those chakras moving and in a more balanced state, um, so that you so that you feel better in your body. So can you, I'm, I'm, I like your description and I'm, I know Tina, you have some experience, but um, what does that, what does that look like in practice? What might somebody expect if they, you know, signed up to do that? Yeah. So it can be done in person or it can be done virtually. If it's done in person, the person is, is typically laying uh, fully clothed on a massage table and the practitioner either is going to gently touch you or they can be using their hands um, just above your body. You don't have to be physically touched to do this. And if it's done virtually, um, it's the same kind of thing. You're in a comfortable space. You can just be laying in a chair or you could lay on your bed. Um, The main thing is that you're in a comfortable position and the practitioner is able to basically tap into your energy field to tune into your energy field for, you know, different practitioners work in different ways. For me, a lot of the time, um, because I'm such a visual person, I will get um, these visions that come to me during the practice. And I do share those as I work with someone. Um, And sometimes it makes sense right away, right to the person sometimes the sometimes the things I see don't make sense to me. (laughs) Um, So that can be like, I can be hesitant in sharing some of it, or I used to be hesitant in sharing some of it, because it didn't make sense to me, you know, I'm like, I don't want these people to think I'm crazy. But what I have found is that the more that I just share and let it flow through, the more that it typically does make sense to the person. And even if it doesn't make sense, right in the moment, um, I often have people come back and say, Oh, now I get it. I understand what that what that meant, like days and and weeks after a session. So I can give an example. Um, One time I was working on a woman and I, you know, you you typically will start uh, at the I start at the crown and I work my way down the body and I, I got to her hips and I felt myself moving um, kind of in a circular motion. And And I was saying, you know, I was kind of talking to her as I was doing this. And I said, well, I feel like I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm dancing. No, I'm not dancing. Oh no, I feel like I'm hula hooping and, um, and I really like it. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Right. So I try to like, think like, what could that possibly mean? What does that mean to me? So my first thought was like, you know, that's something that you would do as a child. And that was fun. And maybe your body, your, I feel like your body is, is telling you that you need to do more fun, more fun things. Right. And she, um, 
And she stopped me. She's like, um, actually, I love to hula hoop. I have a weighted hula hoop in my garage and I haven't mm. done it in a really long time. I was like, oh, okay, well, your body is like literally screaming for you to go out there and do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty uh, validating experience for me of, of, you know, feeling that. And then her being like, oh yeah, that's like what I do. And I had so much fun. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, your body needs more fun than your life. And it's like right now, like, it, so yeah, that can, that, that's kind kind of how it works for me when, when I work with clients. So I can attest to the virtual because I've only had virtual Reiki and um, my person did it with a pillow. Um, and it really, so it was after my car accident and it, it, I could feel things. It was, we, it was a, a very different experience for me. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, it can be very, um, you know, very interesting for people, you know, like I had, um, I had a woman who came to me and, and I didn't even know, like she came to me, I, I thought it was just for anxiety and stress is what she had originally said. But then the day of our session, apparently she had been having really bad pain in, in her feet because she'd been um, packing up boxes and going up and down the stairs. And she, you know, was like all upset. She didn't think she was going to be able to get done everything that she needed to get done that day. But we did this Reiki session and I got to her feet, not knowing that she had been in pain. And I just felt like, I'm like, there is just so much energy coming off your feet right now. And, um, and this was a virtual session too. And, and, and she was, then she shared with me like afterwards that her feet like felt so much better that there wasn't the pain there. And then she was able to go the rest of her day and finish everything that she needed to do and she wasn't in pain. So I feel like sometimes the energy just needs a little guidance in, in releasing and, and moving out of the body. Yeah. And maybe the right person to help it do that for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So now let's go to, you have, you have so many, um, you know, so many different tools that you use with people. And I, we want to talk about the EFT tapping part of your credentials. Um, so I guess, you know, I've, I've watched some videos and people may not know what tapping is. So I guess maybe a quick description and then maybe a little bit of like the, what the science is behind it. Sure. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, and it is interchangeable with the word tapping. And the reason why we call it tapping is because it is this process of gently tapping on certain points of the body. And when I describe it, I compare it to acupuncture because people are more familiar with acupuncture. Mm -hmm. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put them in at certain points of the body. And instead with tapping, what we're doing is applying light pressure, pressure. So acupressure to some of these same points. And the other difference is that when you're tapping, you're also speaking out loud and in and acknowledging the emotions that you're feeling. Um, so you're, ma you're making statements as you're, as you're tapping. So if you're dealing with um, a lot of anxiety, or if you're feeling really sad, you can just use a simple phrase like, I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really sad. And you tap on the mm -hmm. points saying that, and you really are tuning into how you're, how you're feeling the emotions that are coming up as well as the physical sensations in the body. Because a lot of the time when we're talking about pain, there are emotional contributors to physical pain. And, um, and this is work that can, can help to identify some of that. And when you have awareness around some of these things that might be currently at a subconscious level, you can physically begin to feel better. Um, 
And so some of the science behind it, there's been lots of studies behind it. So, you know, I always tell people like, if you're skeptical of this idea of tapping on yourself to feel better, I totally understand that because when I was first introduced to it, I was incredibly skeptical. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, but then I tried it and felt better and was like, what the heck is happening right now? <laughs> um, so if you're skeptical, it's cool. You, you can still be skeptical and it can still work for you. Um, and what's happening internally is that as you're tapping on some of these points, it's sending a message to the amygdala in the brain. The amygdala is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight. And it's also the part that uh, sends cortisol out into your body. So when you're in a situation where you are, you know, um, you need to fight back or you need to run away or you need to play dead, right? You need to protect yourself. That's when the amygdala is supposed to fire and send that cortisol into your body so that you can um, protect yourself. However, in this day and age, we're dealing with so much anxiety, so much stress, so much overwhelm that the amygdala starts firing, can start firing constantly, right? Right? So you're in this heightened state of fight or flight and on a regular basis, and that is not healthy. And so as you're tapping on these points and saying these phrases, it's sending a message to the amygdala and telling the amygdala, hey, you don't need to be in fight or flight right now. And you don't need to be sending all that cortisol into the body. And it's been shown to reduce the amount of cortisol pumping through the body by up to 43%. I mean, that's a huge number. Wow. And, uh, and, and when your body is calmer, then you can think more clearly, right? Like that mind, that mind body connection. Um, it's also a, a practice that can really help with, with trauma. Um, and there was a study that was done with veterans who had PTSD and they tapped with these veterans once a week for six weeks. And at the end of that study, 90% of the veterans in that group had a reduction in PTSD symptoms. Hmm. And then three months later, they checked back in with them. There was still the reduction in the symptoms. Six months later, they checked back in, same thing. So, and some of them were, the, re, the reduction was so great that they weren't even considered to have PTSD anymore, which is, which is crazy. Hmm. It's huge. It's amazing. Um, and the way that that works is that, um, you know, when we have a, a traumatic experience in our life, let's say like a car accident and um, you have all the, the, cellular cellular memory in your body of what happened the the racing heart and you know maybe you were crying maybe you know the fear of all of it right and then you know time goes on maybe you recover physically but then maybe you hear um you hear a loud screech and all of a sudden it brings you back in time or maybe you see the color of a car that rem reminds you of the car that you got into the accident with you know the trigger could be anything um but what happens is that it brings you it brings you back in time as if it's happening now and you're physically experiencing some of the that's that same sensation in your body and what tapping does is that it helps to create this space between the traumatic incident and the physical sensation in your body so that you don't um, so you, that you don't have to feel that same way when you're exposed to the trigger. And, uh, and that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's very powerful for sure. And, and I would say Reiki helped to do that for me. Um, you know, t I, I remember describing this to Serena and I, when I, t 
told people about my accent or they asked me about it and I had to talk about it, I would get really lightheaded and really, you know, be, I think, fight, flight, freeze, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And once I had done the therapy and Reiki, I really didn't feel like that. I could talk about it and not be there. Mm. So I can imagine if I had taken... EFT as well. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still intrigued. And um, so let's just transition a bit to you being a mama, mm-hmm. right? You are an awesome practitioner. You are busy. I can imagine you are a mom. And I'm curious what else you do. What are kind of your favorite go-tos for filling your own cup? Yeah. So I do have a meditation and tapping practice that I, I do on a daily basis. And, um, and journaling is also is also a big, mm. a big part of my my practice too. Um, I, I also really like to escape and take a nice hot bubble bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that always fills my cup. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's and yoga. I, I love yoga and yoga, you know, helps me feel feel better in my body and get some of the, <laughs> the kinks out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just taking the time each day to really ask myself, how am I feeling? And, um, and being honest, I think tapping really helps you with that. It really meets you with with where you are and allowing you to hold space for whatever's coming up. And we don't do that enough um, as, as humans, as moms, you know, we're always mm-hmm. so worried about, about everybody else. But when we, when we take care of ourselves and put ourselves first, it's like that whole thing of, you know, when you're on a plane and you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself, mm-hmm. put it on everybody else. Like you, you need to do these things for yourself so that you can show up as your best self for, for those that you love the most. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So for our listeners who might like to connect with you and learn more, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So I have a free masterclass about tapping on my website. So if people are interested Hmm. in that, you can go to mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. Um, And so my regular website is just mindshiftwithlauren. And, um, and all of my, all my social media links are links are on there. Um, and I, if people are interested in, I do offer free consultations. So if anybody's like, okay, this sounds really weird. I want to see if this can actually <laughs> help me. Um, you could just set up a, a, a time to chat on my calendar link, which is talkwithlauren.com. Awesome. And that's also on your website, I imagine. Yes. 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 All right. Awesome. And so before we let you go today, is there anything else you want to put out to the world? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would just say, that I truly believe that we all have the answers within our bodies want to be in a state of health and, and well-being and, and at ease. And we all deserve to feel good. I think sometimes it's easy to forget that, but we all deserve that. And, um, and if, if this is intriguing to you, if talk, any of the modalities that we talked about um, are, are piquing your interest. I would just say that that's happening for a reason. You're listening to this for a reason and you owe it to yourself to explore that, whether that's, you know, Googling it a little bit more or signing up for a class somewhere, you know, just, just listening to what your body is telling you is, is a big part of this work. So tune in and listen because the answers are all there. Mm. 
Yeah, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. It's, um, gosh, I learned a lot, certainly, um, in this episode. And I, what I really appreciate about you is that you are practicing the things that help you. And so you are literally practicing what you preach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I try. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And so podcast friends, we are as always grateful for all of you listening and supporting us. You can help us out by visiting Apple podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe, and please share with others. You'll find lots more content on our website. No need to explain podcast.com. You will also find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can connect with us there as well. And this is your gentle reminder to take good care of yourself while you're also taking care of your people. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.